Hey, this is Scott. And before we get rolling on the latest episode, which you're sure to enjoy, if you're listening to this right as it comes out, well, I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving if you're here in the United States and also a very happy Black Friday. And on that note, Emily and I both have brand new Black Friday specials for you for 2022. If you're on the men's side or the women's side, you're going to be incredibly thrilled by what we have for you this year. You can find links to those Black Friday specials on the respective show notes pages for both the Mountaintop Podcast and X and Y on the Fly, depending on which version of this podcast you're listening to. That's mountaintoppodcast.com or scottandemily.com front slash podcast. And now get ready for this very special episode featuring my lovely wife, Emily, where we talk indeed about how to weed out the wrong people from your life. Enjoy. Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters, you're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hey, hey, this is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. And we want to welcome you to yet another episode of The Big Show. And today, Emily... We have a topic that, weirdly, we've never covered after all these years, at least in my memory. I can't remember it. Maybe I'm repressing it because it's such a rough topic. Oh, do tell. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about weeding the wrong people out of your life. How could we miss that one? That's an important one. Oh, it is an important one. But I think after having weeded so many people out of my life over the years, I felt like I'd covered this enough personally that I didn't have to do a whole lot of it publicly. (laughs) Or maybe it was repressed memories. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, Yeah, perhaps selfishly, I've avoided this one. But it really is an important topic, isn't it? Absolutely, because the way you set the foundation of any relationship will set the course of your life. And if you get that wrong, it will be really a rough ride. Yeah, one shaky foundation is starting off with the wrong person. It will cost you huge. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I guess the first thing we need to cover here is why so many people allow themselves to, well, end up with the wrong person to begin with. I know you have a saying that I've loved to repeat (laughs) over the years. You coined it. You were the first and only dating expert I've ever heard coin it, which is, you know what? You can choose who you fall in love with. Elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, when you first meet somebody, you can make a decision as to whether this might be a good person or not, if they were a good fit. And at that point, if you see red flags, you have to put a stop to it. Don't go any further. Don't pursue it. Don't entertain the thought. Because if you do and you ignore those red flags, you eventually start to fall in love with a person that's wrong for you. And so you're starting something bad. So it's hard to reason out of a relationship when you're emotionally invested. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I get emotionally invested Right then and there, you know, love at first sight. I already love this person. I'm so emotionally involved with them. I just want this to work out so badly that, you know, well, you can't choose who you fall in love with. But you're saying, well, you darn skippy can, because if you see the red flags, you need to have the, wait for it, discipline to cut this thing off before you get even more entrenched emotionally. That's the gist of it, right? 
you know, and I can understand love at first sight and being excited. And this is the great person. This is the one I want. And he's the right guy. But if you take a moment, that's not love because you don't know the person. Knowing someone takes time, learning about them, talking to them, sharing your life with them. That's not something that happens the first five minutes of meeting somebody. That's an infatuation. That is a person that you've dreamt up and you're hoping he or she is that person that you imagine in your head. Well, the bottom line there is you surely can control who you spend a lot of time with enough to fall in legitimate love with them. Absolutely. So the more time you spend with somebody, the more likely you're to fall head over heels for them. But if you see those red flags, that's when to step on the brakes and go, whoa, stop, turn around, leave. Yeah, we're going to talk all about those red flags soon enough. But I think there are other reasons why so many people, I would dare say most people who are in a relationship, have settled. They're with the wrong person. I mean, how many people do you really know who are head over heels in love with the person they're with, especially long term, and they would do it all over again and they're thrilled? (laughs) Said no one ever. Well, except us. (laughs) And the people we coach, of course. No, but, you know, it's a shame that that's the case because I think, you know, it really isn't an opinion. Men and women are designed to be in partnership together. So really, it's an interesting question to ask. What causes so many people to end up settling for each other? And, you know, I think a big part of it is low self-esteem. I don't deserve a good person, right? Or maybe, you know, that's how I was raised. This is what was modeled for me was a dysfunctional relationship. So, you know, it only stands to reason I would get into a dysfunctional relationship as well, right? Absolutely. Or it could be another one, the lack of, like you mentioned earlier, self-discipline, not willing to wait for the right person to show up. For example, you know, if you just take a moment, six months, a year, however long it takes to find the right person in your life. For the next 40, 50, 60, however many years you got left on you, that would be so much better to wait that little extra more time to be with the right person. Well, again, it comes down to discipline, right? Yes, absolutely. I think some people also, Emily, openly invite the wrong situations. I mean, consider the women out there who are starting OnlyFans sites and collecting money from putting themselves out there sexually and then are thinking somehow they're going to meet a nice guy from this. You know, there was someone on Twitter the other day, a very attractive woman, who tweeted, I don't have an OnlyFans account in part because I'm going to be someone's wife someday. And she just got lambasted by the Twitter community. Like, how dare you, you know, shame sex workers like that? We're perfectly capable of good relationships also. But Good relationship or not, and you know, I've said elsewhere in other podcast episodes that if two people agree to a situation and they're the right person for each other, they can be both in the porn industry for all I care as long as they're happy. But I also know, Emily, there are people, women specifically, who are putting themselves out there to make a quick buck or because it's financially expedient for them right now because they're having a hard time making ends meet, especially post-COVID, and, and later they indeed kind of regret it or they try to keep it secret. You know, I don't want to be gender specific here. I don't want to sound sexist, but a lot of guys, they get very lonely and horny and they hire prostitutes and then they meet the woman of their dreams someday who would absolutely freak out and probably walk away if they knew the guy had been hiring prostitutes. 
So, you know, it goes for both men and women here. Bad mistakes made in the heat of the moment, uh, bad lifestyle choices can come back to haunt you later and keep you from the kind of relationship you want, right? Decisions we make in life have consequences. As much as we don't like to admit it and we like to, you know, blame people for judging us for our decisions, the reality, the harsh reality is that our decisions do make a difference in our lives. People will judge us for it. And the person we want most in our life might be the one that matters the most as far as their judgment goes. And again, like I said, if you're the type of person who would be perfectly okay being in a relationship with someone who's like-minded, it doesn't matter what endeavors you choose. There is the key, like-minded. So if you're looking for a particular person who is very strict on rules and morals and guidelines, then, you know, that would not be like-minded. Yeah, and along with that, uh, what came to mind for me personally was the double standard. You know, there's this woman out there who, you know, has worked as a stripper or had an OnlyFans account because, well, she needed the money. Then she meets a guy who's hired prostitutes in the past and she goes, ick, I don't want that guy. Or he goes, ick, I don't want her. Right, after he's been hiring prostitutes. That's not fair. That's not fair. So that comes down to deserving what you want. You have to be the kind of person who the person of your dreams is likewise going to be attracted to. And, you know, I get a lot of heat for that. But it really seems obvious. You know, if you have skeletons in your closet that are going to be insurmountable for another person who you would like to get into a relationship with, potentially, well, that was a bad decision you shouldn't have made. And the time not to make that bad decision is before you make it, right? (laughs) That is true. Or if you had made that decision, making life changes so that, you know, the person might be, you know, okay with letting it go since it was, after all, in the past. Yeah, people do make changes. They do evolve. People find faith, which is very transformative. And some people even own that story. And I think, again, you simply find someone simply, right? Simple but not easy sometimes. You find someone who's on board with that story, and you're good to go. Kind of reminds me of when we were on that train with that couple with the dreadlocks. They look very much the same. If you'd seen them separate from each other, you wonder, well, how is that person ever going to find somebody who would accept them for where they are? But they found each other. They were identical to each other in personality. Well, I think they kind of look cute together. They were adorable. Yeah, and they sure did like each other, genuinely. Other wrong situations, though, that I think... Well, you know, I'm coming from the men's side here, right? I see guys all the time, Emily, who are getting on the sugar daddy, sugar baby sites and making so-called arrangements with women so that they can pay them money or whatever uh, for sexual favors or whatever. And I mean, gentlemen, you're just asking for it. And ladies, look, I think you're asking for it too, from a safety perspective, frankly, even though I know that some women make a full-time job out of leading those guys on. But that's another factor that comes to mind. And what we're talking about is developing a long-term relationship, one that has meaning and has a potential for a future. So if you're doing things as a business deal, business deals are short-term. Well, hold on a second. I think you can have a short-term fling, maybe even a one-night stand without having to shell out some kind of arrangement money for it. Well, that is true. It's just a bad decision, right? Absolutely. I would argue getting into a long-distance relationship is a questionable decision. And part of weeding out the wrong people has got to be not allowing yourself to get all emotionally attached with people who live 
hundreds or thousands of miles away, especially people who you're not able to meet anytime soon and who really don't have the means to come meet you either. And therefore, drum roll, might not even exist. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> I have it very good. Well, you know, that's not fun. I, I can't see how there's any enjoyment in a long distance relationship. All I see is just pure misery. It is. It's miserable. Especially if you are fooling yourself into believing someone who's trying to scam you is actually there. Not that all long distance relationships are scams. I mean, obviously, if you've had in person meetings with whoever you're in the relationship with, they obviously exist. But nowadays, with the digitization of everything, there are a lot of people who think they're in a relationship with someone. Perhaps even they've duped themselves into believing they're in love with someone, and they haven't even met. Sometimes they haven't even talked. Sometimes they haven't even seen each other over video. Well, little do they realize they're not in love with the actual human being they're talking to. They're in love with the idea and the dream of the person they invented in their mind. They're in love with a fantasy. Exactly. Right. They're... They're infatuated with a fantasy. And indeed, a lot of times when those people get around to meeting each other, they're disappointed. And then what? All or, that water under the bridge. Or it's a honeymoon for a day or two, and you're back to status quo. Yeah, exactly. So we've covered that one, I think. I think so. Let's talk about some specific people that we should absolutely weed out of our life. And, you know, this is coming from a purely logical perspective. Really easy for us because we haven't met these beautiful, sexy people and allowed ourselves to get emotionally involved. These are just conceptual ideas right now. So it's easy for us. We know that. But, hey, that's what podcasts are for, to give you this information before you need it. Right, Emily? Absolutely. If you have a plan in place, you're going to get exactly what you want. So, of course, you know, Emily and I, based on our history are going to exhort you very strongly to weed out crazy people. People who are not in our reality with us, who are under the care of a psychiatrist because of a diagnosed mental illness. You know, I had one lady say to me one time, well, you know what? I'm bipolar one and schizophrenic and borderline personality disorder, but I need love too. And I responded to her. This was on a blog post in the comments. Madam, you absolutely do. But it won't be from me because you'd ruin my life. I got a lot of likes for that one. It's it's a fact. Now, you and I are biased opinions. Absolutely. Well, you and I have gone through this before. And someone who is thoroughly 100% not in this world, they will destroy your life. It's all nice and fun and games to say that, oh, they deserve love, whatnot. I, I feel for people under those circumstances. But... You know, you're not running a charity case. You know, if you want to help somebody, you can donate to these agencies or organizations, but don't make your life the organization that's going to help people out in that way. <laughs> I am not a not-for-profit organization. <laughs> My life isn't. I only get so many years and then it's gone. Right. You know, you only live once. YOLO, that doesn't mean YOLO with someone who's a crazy nut job who's not even in our reality. You know, further down this list are fixer-uppers. You know, people who have major flaws in their character or in their lifestyle or whatever it is, and man or woman can come along and say, oh, I can fix this person. Well, let me tell you something. To quote Ron White sideways, you can't fix crazy. No, you never. Can't. That's the funny part. You can fix a boob job. You can fix all kinds of stuff. 
one thing you cannot fix is thoroughly crazy people. Right. And so what are what are the red flags here? And, you know, I guess it goes without saying, although I'm about to say it, that this entire podcast basically comes down to our very, very strong hope for you as a listener that you'll not only learn what red flags look like if you don't know them already, and especially pay attention to them if you already know what they look like, which I suspect everybody listening to this is already smart enough to know. Frankly, it's just we choose to ignore them. So what are the red flags that someone, you know, is coming from crazy town? They say things that don't make sense. They do things that don't make sense. Anything that doesn't make sense. Things that are incongruent. That's right. There's a lot of them that we can list here. Major mood swings like in an instant. Uh, Getting hugely offended or incredibly overwrought over something that was really small. Walking on eggshells. Right. When you know you say one wrong word and it's just going to be torture for the next 24 hours. Yeah. When they talk about something that doesn't exist or something that just doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, I was walking on the moon the other day and I was really appreciating the beautiful sunshine because, you know, you only get that on the moon sometimes. Guess what? That's a huge red flag. This person isn't all with us. And someone out there is laughing at this. Like, this is comedy. And I know it sounds comedic. But- I personally, even post-divorce from a schizophrenic woman, have been on dates where someone, a woman said something really almost creepy like that. And I said, well, maybe she's just testing me. Or maybe she didn't really mean what she said, or I didn't hear it right. But I dared not ask for clarification. I just soldiered on because, you know, she was kind of hot. Right? Well, kind of like the lady who said that she was claiming that you made her pregnant. Although you had never had sex. Yeah. Can you guys believe I actually talk about these stories with my own wife? (laughs) How would she even know about that? Oh, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, I dodged a bullet there. Yeah. um, You break up with them and you get this long, lugubrious message or Facebook posts or email or something later where they're so sorry and they're crying and they're emotional. And it's this huge mood swing. Yeah, you dodged a bullet. Well, I mean, guys do that, too. I mean, I've had my phone blow up where... It's, oh, I love you. I miss you. Please come back to me. And the next message is, I hate you. You're the worst person. And, you know, you're wondering if this guy's going to come and stab you. Right. And it goes back and forth. It's just, it's insane. Yeah, women get that a lot where the guy's being Mr. Nice Guy and trying not to lose her and trying to earn her. And then when he, and then when she, quote unquote, rejects him, he turns on her and gets all angry and mean. Yeah, that's pretty scary. You know what comes along with that? As you're dating someone with that type of personality, they tend to be very jealous, very possessive. They want to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're with. You know, you bring up a very good point. Excessive jealousy is abuse. That's an emotionally abusive relationship. And a lot of men in particular don't understand that. Because what happens with us as men is we think, all right, well, We're going to buy into this social meme that women are all angels and can do no wrong, believe all women, and that men are all toxic, masculine beasts who can't do anything right. You know, yin and yang. But we are angels and adorable and wonderful human beings. Until you (laughs) suffer from this incredibly abusive jealous streak where we're not even allowed to move without getting basically punished for it. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm going to withhold sex. I'm going to just be mean to you. I'm going to throw out things that are important to you. I mean, the crazy can take all kinds of shapes and forms. I'm going to rack up and max out your credit cards. 
Yeah, because I'm jealous. And I'm going to make you pay. Right, exactly. Quite literally. (laughs) Quite literally. Quite literally. And yeah, that leads us to another one. Mean people. I mean, you see these people who are really nice to you. And they're doing all the right things, making all the right moves, but they kick dogs and they're mean to waiters and they just say horrible, just hateful things out loud. And meanwhile, you're thinking to yourself, well, but they love me. I'm different. Guess what? You're not, honey. No. What happens is once you get to know them really well and you're at home in private, it gets really nasty. Yes. And what happens is the more people grow comfortable with you in a relationship, the more the true colors come out. The hateful colors, the mean colors, the crazy colors, the racist colors, all of those colors start coming out. And it's almost like they're pushing the envelope, boiling the frog, seeing how much you'll take. And will you really accept them for who they really are? And again, they're kind of banking on this fact that you can't choose who you fall in love with. They got you all emotionally invested. You're all lusting after them. The sex is probably amazing. And then they go nuts on you. Then they get mean on you. Then they get really selfish with you and jealous and abusive, right? Well, I would hope the sex would be amazing to have to put up with all of that. You know, they say crazy people have great sex. That wasn't true in my marriage. (laughs) Mine wasn't either. Yeah, our sex. I think I got cheated out of that one. Yeah, both of us. You know, our sex is that much better. And go figure, we're both sane. I know, know, right? right? I know, right? Okay, so the next one, I mean, I think mean people speaks for itself. If someone is just not a very good person, I mean, if they're black-hearted, you're kidding yourself if you think that's ever going to turn into a healthy, well-adjusted relationship that ends well for you, right? Plus, who wants to be humiliated in public all the time? Well, that's another one. People who do that, people who lack social skill, people who will embarrass you, I mean, pay attention to those signs. A lot of this is coming down to, Emily, can I live with this person versus living without them? Again, it goes back to being patient, self-discipline. It's worth the wait. Because if you're with the wrong person for eternity, then you can't wait for eternity to get here. Yeah, and I mean, everybody has flaws, but we're talking about fatal flaws here. We're talking about really, really big ones. I mean, we love to talk about being perfectly imperfect, and you and I have quirks that match up really well. And part of making sure you attract the right person is being authentic in who you are and being honest about who you want and don't want. And then, you know, you're more likely to match up with people who are like you, which hopefully wouldn't be, for example, an addicted person, which is next on my list. Oh, the needy clingy, I can't live without you. Or, you know, a $30,000 gambling habit. Or they can't keep the spoon out of their nose. Ouch. Drinking problems. You know, do you really want to be married to an alcoholic in return for whatever perceived positives are going to come from this relationship? The answer is probably not. I'd add one more thing to that. Go for it. With video games and electronics, they tend to be addictive also. And sometimes people have dug their noses so deep into it, they've lost track of reality and... They've lost track of the people that are around them. Yeah, you bet. A hundred percent. Another one is, and I have to chuckle, but I see this quite often, even in my coaching practice, married people. You find someone's already in a relationship. They're married and yet you allow yourself to get emotionally invested and you believe that this person's going to leave their wife or their husband for you. They just need a little more time. They need to work things out. And yet you're sneaking around and it feels dirty to you, but you stick around. Why? Because 
you're emotionally attached and you love the sex and you're hoping for something, well, beyond hope, beyond reason. Or then you're also hoping beyond reason that even if they did get divorced and separated, that he will never do that to you. Right. I mean, when cheaters get into a relationship, the bottom line is they're getting into a relationship with a cheater. Well, even if the cheater doesn't ever cheat again, the person who was in the relationship with them will always be fearful of that. Well, I mean, there's a real world element to this. I mean, I'm zero degrees of separation from that situation myself. I dated a woman whose first husband left his wife for the babysitter. She was the babysitter. Okay. Then they popped out a couple kids together and he left her. Let me guess. For the babysitter. You betcha. Right? So I was thinking, my goodness, if I married her, would I be doomed to leaving her someday for the babysitter? I mean, is this a pattern that gets thrust upon me? So I didn't marry her. I married you instead. And so far, we really don't even have babysitters. No, we just take okay. the kids everywhere. <laughs> I'm the babysitter. <laughs> well, they're old enough now. They don't even need it. Well, I'm the sexy babysitter, right? Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I don't have to leave anybody for you. You're already here. Right? Yeah, that's good. Next, fundamentally incompatible people. Emily, why do people marry someone who has a completely different lifestyle, belief system, way of parenting, way of looking at money? Why do they do that to themselves? Because it comes down to the thought of no one else will love me. This, this person showed up. It's my only option. And so I'm, or he or she is just drop dead gorgeous. And everybody loves this individual. They're charismatic. And, or, you know, it could be something as simple as the, the butterflies in the stomach of what's the word I'm looking for? The, not the infatuation. infatuation. No, the lust. Lust. <laughs> lust isn't even in your vocabulary anymore, my dear woman. <laughs> but I mean, what I've has met people. There? That, you know, you don't have a connection with, but they're just chemistry. And you talked about this, pheromones, that we unconsciously smell or something. And so there's this feeling you can't really put your thumb on it, but you have this insatiable attraction to this person, even though you're not fundamentally matched. It's all God's dirty little trick, isn't it? To get us to make babies. <laughs> well. Well. Look, there are two things at play there. First of all, once again, people who are desperate to have anybody in their lives because they're not deserving what they want, they're feeling a little desperate, and hey, this person showed up, and if I don't have this person in my life, I have nobody. Well, you do a little self-work, show a little discipline, there's that word again, and you start deserving what you want. Then you have this concept I've talked about for 16 years now, especially to men, called being clouded by beauty vision. Oh my goodness, she's the hottest woman who's ever agreed to go out with you, let alone make out with you or get naked with you. And then you're thinking, man, if I let this woman out of my bedroom, I'll never see one like her again in my entire life. Well, what I tell guys, especially if they come to me saying, well, all beautiful women are crazy or all beautiful women are mean. There isn't a woman who's hot and sane and sweet out there. My simple answer to that is find a nice ass who treats you right. Find a pretty face who treats you right is the G-rated version of that statement. Sorry for you ladies out there who are listening to this on the X and Y on the fly feed. I get a little visceral sometimes, but it is the truth. I think these ladies can handle it. 
We have pretty much an unoffendable audience, men and women. But it's true. Find someone who's attractive to you who actually is a decent human. Well, We exist out there. You have to open up your mind that such a thing is possible. If you're drawing in the exact same person over and over and over again, and you're saying all women or you're saying all men are like this, whatever that description is, it's because that's what you're inviting into your life. That's what you're attracting. That's what you're going after. So it's not that all men or women are like that. That's just all the people that are in your life. You've rejected everybody else. And, you know, we've said it before and we'll say it again. People who are no darn good, they know it. They're aware of it. They're looking for someone to get into a relationship with, to victimize, to take advantage of, to take from without giving in particular. And they're not looking for people who are weird and masochistic enough to want such a person. They're looking for the people who will accept and put up with such a person. Someone who's optimistic. Right. And generous. Well, and kind and loving and just a sweet soul. You're right. Don't stop being all those good things. Just find someone who's like you instead of, well, falling for a personality flaw that says, because I'm optimistic and generous, I'm going to be Pollyanna-ish about this. You got to kick those people out of your life, period. Well, that's what this show's all about. You know, I think we've covered this really, really well. And listen, if any of you out there are finding yourself with a broken picker, you get into the same wrong relationship with a different person, hey, call us. We're here for you. Both Emily and I haven't been immune to that. We've been around the block. We've made the mistakes. We're not perfect. But what we want to do is we want to stand with you as you become a person who deserves what you want. And uh, we can do that starting with a free 25-minute call. You can go to scottandemily.com front slash podcast if you're a lady or mountaintoppodcast.com if you're a man and get on our calendar. The first 25 minutes is free. It'd be worth it. Yeah, we want to talk to you. And with that, until we talk to you again real soon, this is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. Be good out there. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.